0: Welcome to the Black and White Podcast. I'm Denise Pass with my co-host, Angela Donadio, and we are continuing our discussion on the gift of human life this month. This episode, we want to explore the pro-life discussion and how it relates to politics. The scripture for this episode is taken from Proverbs 14, verse 12, New International Version. There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. Angela, this month's episodes and last month's episodes are so difficult for me. Mm. My heart just breaks for the innocent lives ended and the precious women who are believing the lie that they have a right to end life, even the life of their own
1: children. I agree, Denise. You know, we're seeing some very dangerous trends in our culture in this very moment. This is a time for us to pause and discuss what the ramifications are. Evil triumphs when good men do nothing. Yes, it's so true. And, you know, we often don't want to have to bring up something that we
0: know is going to cause conflict, mm. you know. But I don't know that it causes it. It's just there
1: is this conflict on our culture right now. It's a clash of beliefs and a clash of ideology, but it's important that we have these conversations.
0: Yes. As I shared in my last episode, the difficulty I had in childbearing, it is such an incredible gift that I did whatever I could to keep my baby safe, bed rest, eating healthfully, And yet, in New York, a law was recently passed to further enable women to end life, even up to childbirth. According to the law under New York's Reproductive Health Act, abortions can be performed after 24 weeks if the fetus is not viable, or when necessary, to protect the life of the mother. If we were to truly take this law at its word, the only time a fetus is not viable is
1: when it is, in fact, already dead in utero. Mm. No signs of life. And, you know, it's interesting, Denise, that one of the biggest proponents for abortion, which was Norma McCorvey, in other words, Jane Roe, which everyone is probably familiar with, Roe versus Wade, she later became an opponent of abortion.
0: Yes. You know, she had a conversion to Catholicism and at that point realized that it was wrong. And so Mm -hmm. it's amazing she became an activist on the other side. Wow. But it was too late to change the law at that point. Um, One quote in particular by Governor Cuomo caught my ear on January 22nd, just last month. It's about the health and safety of the mother. And it's always been the point where the conservatives wave the flag. They want to roll back Roe versus Wade. This is not gray here. It's black and white. Hmm. Well, I got to jump on that
1: one. (laughs) Those (laughs) are fighting words.
0: (laughs) Because our podcast is called Black and White, Radical Grace, Raw Truth and Real Hope in a Gray World. This quote hits the nail on the head. It is not a gray issue. Life is life and taking life at any point is murder. So he's making the point that it is not a gray issue and he's right it isn't, but he meant it the other way. Mm. (laughs) Taking life at any point is murder. Making laws that no longer consider such actions as criminal does not make them right in God's eyes. We need to remove the demands of citizens that would pursue murdering their own children because of lies and ignorance, not grant them. Second, this is not about the health and safety of the mother. Let's speak truth. It is about convenience. And abortion has been proven to be harmful to a woman's health,
1: physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Mm. You know, Denise, abortion affects women in every way profoundly. Statistics show that women who've had abortions have a higher incidence of committed suicide, which is three to five times greater Mm. than a woman who has not. And upwards to 55% of higher incidences of PTSD, and we see large percentages of cervical cancer and infertility, that are the ramifications of having had an abortion, and you know we're going to have some downloads to help inform our listeners of just some of the risks of getting an abortion, because I feel like, Denise, a lot of women go to have an abortion, and they're told it's as simple as having a a tooth pulled, Mm. and they're not really informed many times of the full ramifications of what this is going to do to their body, the scars it's going to leave emotionally and physically. That's such a good point. You know, and I just feel
0: a a little check in my spirit, too. You know, when I use terms like a mother murdering her child, that sounds so Mm. harsh. And I just want you to hear my heart on this. You know, the taking of a life, even if it is still in the womb, is considered killing. But to me, I don't want you to, to listen to this. If you have had an abortion and say, oh, gosh, she's calling me a murderer, Because what has happened in our culture is we have given it a term that is acceptable. Mm. It's a choice. And so the reason why we're bringing it back to, I call it calling it what it is in my own life. You know, sometimes I can be deceived and I can think something is, I can rationalize it. But we feel it's necessary to use terms that are speaking truth, but we want to speak it with grace. Know that if you have had abortion and you're listening today, that there is forgiveness and that you can read in God's word and you can get healing. And so I don't want you to think today that if you've had one, we are calling you a murderer. Mm. We are trying to describe what the act actually is, not to condemn, but to help people be set free from choosing that act as if it is something that is just
1: a political Mm. discussion. True, Denise. And we want to see women experience the the full freedom that God Mm. has designed us to live in. And we know that these choices will actually... Um, put women in bondage, bondage to to their own choices. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we are free to make our own choices in life, but we are not free from the consequences of those choices. And we just just want women to know that they're so dearly loved by God that when the enemy backs us in a corner and makes us think this is the only choice we can make— you know, the Bible is clear that for every temptation, there's a way mm. of escape, and that He lovingly leads us toward an escape. And as you were talking, I was thinking, really, what has happened, Denise, is our culture has redefined the narrative around abortion so that we've normalized yes. what what really is murder, and it's a very difficult thing to say, and it's a difficult thing to hear. So yes, there's freedom and forgiveness for those that have had abortions, and there's also freedom for those who are even contemplating it today, that that you are not powerless, that you can choose life, and that God can walk you through even what you think may just be um, a very difficult season in your life. We don't want to seem callous. We understand that that what we're discussing today are very, very difficult, sensitive um, situations that, that our sisters are walking through.
0: Yes. And you know, I think about when I used to, early on in my walk with the Lord, I would say, Lord, please don't ever let me go through. Mm. A miscarriage was one of them. Mm. And that is imagining the future apart from God's grace. And so I think when women are feeling trapped and in that place, like there's no other decision that I can make, they're imagining that
1: apart from God's grace. Oh, that's so good. That is so good. And we're never out of reach of God's grace. Mm-hmm. No decision, no situation, nothing keeps us out of reach. He longs to show himself strong on our behalf. He longs to show compassion The Bible says His mercies are new every single morning. That means they're enough for every single situation, even our own bad decisions or things that have been done to us Mm -hmm. that put us... I think of women, maybe Denise, that have been raped and have found themselves in... I mean, God does not want that. He does not Mm -hmm. want us to be suffering. And, And I know that some of the women that were that we're talking to today have, have just, you've been through horrific situations. And you know what? God loves you and He cares about those situations and He's compassionate and His grace is sufficient. His word says His grace is sufficient for anything that we go through.
0: Yes. And, you know, living in a fallen world, we realize that man can sin against man and hurt man. And that's where the grace of God intersects and uses what was meant for for evil and turns it into something good Mm -hmm. because he is good. Even when man is bad, evil, and does these things to hurt one another, we can trust in God's character. Mm -hmm. You know, while we are discussing how politics play a significant role in the pro-life abortion debate, I also feel it is important to mention here, when women have undergone abortions, there is forgiveness. There is hope there is no hope in making what is wrong a right to make people feel better. Real hope comes from repentance and doing
1: what is right in God's eyes. That's true, Denise. We want women to have gone through the pain of abortion for whatever reason that led up to it, to know God's peace and compassion. God is so gracious. Thank you, God, that you're so gracious to forgive any of us. I know I've made terrible decisions in my life, decisions that have broken his heart, but he wants us to live in the freedom That he offers through grace and that know that we are redeemed from any decision that tries to haunt us.
0: Amen. You know, and I need that grace every day of my life. Absolutely. You know, and we, Angel and I, aren't coming here as if, hey, we have never done anything wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like she said, we have all done things that you think, oh, I missed the grace of God there. Mm -hmm. You know, but his mercies are new each and every morning right now where you're at, you can say, God, forgive me. Help me. Just take the scales off my eyes. Give me your understanding and help me to walk in your truth. He will help you. He will answer that prayer. I think a lot of times we don't want to get involved in political discussions. It just seems to get nowhere. Angela, how can we represent Christ in politics and defend the right of those with no voice? As it says in Proverbs 31, verses 8 through 9, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute,
1: speak up and judge. Fairly defend the rights of the poor and needy. And you know, Denise, that's actually the key verse that um, my own personal nonprofit, Voice of the Voiceless. That is the verse um, that that was birthed out of that we need to speak on behalf of those who cannot speak. And for for me, that was birthed out of my love and passion for the people of Africa that I work with. But it's just as applicable for the unborn who have no voice and who depend on us to advocate Mm -hmm. on their behalf. And we're not only advocating for the unborn today, we're also advocating for every woman who finds themselves in a situation where they're contemplating abortion. Because we want to see them not, not experience the trauma and unnecessary pain and heartache that comes with abortion. We want to see them experience the freedom that Christ has for them.
0: Yes, and you know, I love how you're saying that. It's not just the children, you know, it's the women as well. And I, I'm a speaker with Compassion International, mm-hmm. and everywhere I go to speak, and because I've been on trips, just like you've been on yes. trips, you this burning inside me is for these children. Yeah. You know, and so we aren't doing this because, oh, we want to cover a controversial topic. We actually don't want to cover <laughs> a controversial <laughs> Like, oh! But... The Holy Spirit urges us on because there is such an accountability. What are we doing Mm -hmm. to help those who have no voice? That's right. And so, this is why we're covering this topic, and we'd love to hear from you on it, you know, and what God is working in your heart as well. The Word of God is a letter of love. (laughs) He guides us in tough issues of our day, and we have to talk about them. His Word is timeless. And able to give us counsel even on these issues that we think, oh, where does the Bible speak into it? As we've shared some, it definitely does. We have not been left with gray areas as concerns the gift of life. Don't believe that lie that it isn't that it's confusing and that God hasn't spoken. Hmm. Let's look at a few verses that can shed light. No matter what your stance, if you are listening, our prayer would be that you would be open to God's word. And if you have had an abortion, we want you to know that you are loved. You are forgiven. That there is therefore now no condemnation
1: for those who are in Christ Jesus when we come and we repent. You know, I love what Psalm 103, verse 11 through 13 says, Denise, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children so the Lord has compassion on those who fear Him. The raw truth is that man does not have the right to take life, even if it is a right in man's eyes. The radical grace is when we have sinned against God's laws, He offers forgiveness. And the real hope is one day there will be no more sin. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth.